Hi there, I'm Stuart Scott Curran, Director of Brand Design here at Intercom, and you're listening to Intercom on Marketing. Chapter 11. So, you want to build a brand? The nature of marketing at a software company is that it's easy to have a highly data-driven view of everything you do and overlook hard-to-measure things like brand. This leads to a tunnel vision focus on optimizing funnels and growth hacking button colors and ignores investing time in equally important tasks, most notably creating emotional connections with your customers. I've been lucky enough to work at two of the biggest brands in the world, Nike and Coca-Cola. They pour millions of dollars into brand building tactics like TV and outdoor advertising. If you saw these numbers in a spreadsheet, it might look like money poured down the drain. But What brands like Nike and Coke understand is that seeking emotional connections with customers cultivates more meaningful, sustained relationships over time. To help you do just that, I've put together a few principles I've learned about branding that will point any startup in the right direction. The words brand and branding get thrown around a lot these days. When people talk about a brand, they're usually referring to something tangible a design artifact, like a logo or an advertising campaign. Your brand is not your logo, and it's not an identity system. These items are important identifiers of your brand, but they're not the brand itself. Your brand is actually much more than that. It's how people feel when they visit your website or read one of your tweets or emails. It's the emotional connection you establish with your customers and those you hope will become customers. Let's take the beverage industry as an example. When you think about Coca-Cola, what emotions and feelings come to mind? Maybe comfort and happiness. For Sprite, it's probably intense refreshment. For Hennessy Cognac, it might be luxury. For Red Bull, it's likely energy, focus and performance. Your brand is the set of expectations, memories, stories and relationships that accounts for a consumer's decision to choose your product over another. It's why people choose Coke over Pepsi or Sprite over 7up. Even though your brand can seem like a weird, mystic force that surrounds your business, it can be controlled and managed. You can't directly control people's emotions, but you can control what your company looks like, what it feels like, and the attitude that it projects to the world. Ultimately, it's these projections that will make your customers fall in love with you and keep them coming back for more. To do this, you need to start consciously working on the three pillars of your brand. These are brand values, brand voice, and visual identity. Let's start with brand values. Values stand at the very core of your brand. They're the foundation from which everything radiates, including your brand's visual design, voice, and relationships. That means values are pretty damn important. Your brand values are closely tied to your mission and vision. Ask yourself, what type of company are you and what do you stand for? The mission of Nike, one of the biggest brands in the world, is to bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. Flowing from their mission, they have a series of brand values that guide all their decisions. These are more tactical and speak to how they actually approach doing work in certain areas of their business. These values set the tone for everything Nike does and the company consistently delivers on them throughout their marketing and their products. 
It's also worth noting that your brand values are a great opportunity to express who you are not as much as who you are. Being aware of what to avoid is just as valuable as what to aim for and will help people understand what sets you apart from your competitors. For instance, Intercom is a brand whose values are all about cultivating meaningful relationships with customers. As a result, we explicitly say that we reject spammy, transactional communication, growth hacking, and all the tactics that come with that. There's a push and a pull to a set of thoughtfully written brand values, and they should push away the wrong types of behaviours and tactics, just as well as pulling the right ones towards you. Next, let's talk about brand voice. Simply put, your brand voice is the consistent expression of your brand through the words you use and the sentences you write. Your voice appears everywhere you use words. That includes selling or marketing your product and brand, whether that's on a call, at an event, on your site, or on your blog, and helping people use your product, including guiding them through the product itself in a support conversation or in a help article. Your brand voice should be intimately tied to your brand values. For example, if you want to be a friendly and approachable company, as Intercom does, a tone of voice that sounds aggressive and aloof is going to turn off potential customers. If you're a large, multinational company like Oracle, adding GIFs and emoji to your messages is probably going to leave some people scratching their heads. A good way to start is by writing down a list of attributes describing your company's voice in a way that feels human. It's even better if they're written in a this-but-not-that format. For example, informed but not condescending, or edgy but not offensive. MailChimp does this really well. A few of the ways they describe their brand include fun but not childish, clever but not silly, cool but not alienating, and powerful but not complicated. It's equally important that this voice is carried through every single touchpoint of your business, across brand, product and support channels. To the customer, it should feel like the same person is talking to them the whole time. That said, it's important that voice changes depending on the context. When a company's voice and tone stay exactly the same, its content comes across as insincere and automated. Think about it like a McDonald's. You expect a Big Mac to taste the same, no matter where you are in the world. But you also expect plenty of individuality tailored to each location. The third pillar of your brand is visual identity. These are the tangible elements that will determine how your brand is perceived visually. They span from your logo and illustration to photography, image treatment, typography and colour palette. Your brand identity is what sets you apart from the endless sea of competitors and shows your customers what they can expect from working with you. Because of that, you'll need to make some decisions on how some or all of these elements should look early on. Like your brand voice, your visual look and feel should reinforce your brand values. At Intercom, we employ a friendly illustration style and softer colour palette to explain our products, along with how they can help your business. We also use a serif font, which feels informative yet approachable. Contrast that with how the message might feel if we used a sans serif font. It might be colder and more aloof. It's important that your brand's visual identity is carried through the customer's end-to-end -end journey. Different people or teams may work on these, 
but your customer's experience should be as seamless and consistent as possible. Consider the visual simplicity of Apple's branding, which is aligned with the functional simplicity of their products. Their ads, their packaging, and even the products themselves all feel quintessentially Apple. However, as with your brand voice, there's a very real risk that consistency can become repetitive. It's useful to think about your visual identity on a sliding scale. You can dial up or down depending on what you're producing. At one end is the most conservative version of your identity. You might use this when talking about your products or explaining your pricing. At the other end of the scale is a version that allows you to take much more risks. You might use this when hosting an event. Getting these three pillars right is not a simple thing. It involves people from across your startup, from writers, marketers and designers, all the way up to leadership. But if you don't tell potential customers who you are and what you stand for, well, they'll just decide that for themselves. Now that you have a better understanding of branding, ask yourself one final question. What have you done lately to shape that perception and be memorable? You've been listening to Intercom on Marketing.